Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we shared the International Scientific Tendinopathy Symposium Consensus on Clinical Terminology. Then, in our second post, we described the study where the authors reported that new rules that limit full contact practice time are associated with fewer sports-related concussions during American football practices. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors completed a retrospective cohort study to understand the impact of rule changes that decrease the amount of full contact practice time on the number of sports-related concussions in Wisconsin high school football players. In 2014, the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association implemented new rules that limited the amount of full contact practice time for all Wisconsin high school football teams. The athletic trainers at each school recorded all sports-related concussions during the 2012 or 2013 seasons, which were before the rule got started and during the 2014 season, which was after the rule started. Athletic trainers and coaches recorded attendance at each game or practice and the type of practice, such as full contact, drill contact, or no contact. Overall, the authors observed a very small decrease in the rate of sports-related concussions. While concussion rates in competitions remains relatively the same, there was a 57% decrease in the number of sports-related concussions during practice. Overall, the authors found that a rule that decreased the amount of full contact time in high school football practices was associated with fewer sports-related concussions. While this is not surprising, it highlights that limiting the time teams spend in full contact may protect players from sustaining sports-related concussions. Furthermore, decreasing full contact practice time may be unlikely to increase a player's risk of a concussion during a game. As more communities and states seek to limit the number of sports-related concussions, rules such as the one implemented in Wisconsin could be good models to use. It's important to keep in mind that the authors are unable to show that the rule changes caused the decrease in concussions, but it would make sense. It's interesting to consider these findings in light of research by Dr. Swartz and colleagues that demonstrated that football practices without helmets during tackling and blocking drills can cause 26 to 33% decrease in head impacts during games. Now there's no guarantee that less head impacts will lead to less concussions, but it raises the interesting question about whether we should test which strategy is best at reducing concussions. Until analyses such as this can be completed, athletic trainers and parents should continue to advocate for rules controlling and decreasing the amount of full contact practice time. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine's online journal club, 
related to prescribed exercise for managing concussions. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice to use, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the online journal club on our new website. And remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.